Welcome to Jammin' and Jammies. I'm Megan Barker. We are sitting down with some of our favorite music creators and industry leaders. We're going to find out how they got where they are, as well as some valuable insights into the music world. You can watch the interviews online or tune into the podcast, so just go check out jamminandjammies.com for all the details on everything. Today, we are sitting down with Michelle Atardi, who is the creative director at Big Machine Music. She works with some of the biggest names in country music, so I'm really excited to get a behind-the-scenes look at everything she does every single day. We obviously have a lot of ground to cover. I'm, like, out of breath. <laughs> How you doing, Michelle? Good, good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for being here. Do you want to just just tell everyone like where you're from and how you got into music? Yeah, sure. Um, so I am from New Jersey originally, uh, born and raised. Uh, and then I went to Boston for college. So when I was in Boston, I went to um, Berkeley College of Music, and you know, obviously, I was taking all these songwriting classes thought I wanted to be an artist, you know, all these things, and um, did a trip down to Nashville. And it was on that trip that I just was like, yeah, this is where I need to be. It was, well, A, it was so much fun with all of my friends, but B, it was, it was we, we set up at Warner Music Nashville, right, with a record label. And it was, it was just a constant flow of like creators, songwriters, um, music business people that would just come through and talk to us and it was so it was so cool to watch the community really like come together for this school up in Boston that you know they didn't have to do you know that kind of thing so I just fell in love with the community instantly and was just like yeah this is where I need to be um the whole like town was not foreign to me though because my mom is actually from Louisville Kentucky so yeah, I had a very interesting mix. Dad, Brooklyn, New York, mom, you know, Louisville, Southern Belle, you know, that whole thing. So uh, it wasn't really foreign to me. So like, you know, coming down here, I was like, yeah, like this, this feels like home, you know? Um, so fast forward, I, I graduate from Berkeley and I figure out that I don't want to be an artist. I don't want to be a songwriter. I definitely could not do it. I, my songs were not good. Uh, <laughs> But I loved hanging out with the songwriters and I loved hanging out with the artists and, you know, giving little bits of feedback and all that kind of stuff. And basically I realized what I was doing in college was what I eventually would make my job in doing, which was being a publisher, you know, um, loved critiquing songs, loved putting my friends together to write music, you know, that kind of thing. And so when I figured out that a song plugger was a job, I was like, sign me up. Like, what, who do I, who do I gotta like, no, like, how do I do this? Um, started going to Red Door uh, a lot when I moved down to Nashville and uh, met a bunch of people. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of all she wrote. I mean, I started pitching songs at that bar to people who would listen and there we go like off it went and I had a job with a small publisher for a few years and worked my way up from like intern to you know a creative director and then I jumped ship and went to Big Machine and I've been there for four years. What is it like working for a company like Big Machine? Oh I mean it's fantastic I love Big Machine uh you know what's cool about about Big Machine music is that we are under the big machine label group umbrella, right? So we, we definitely work very closely with the label, but we are our own entity, right? So 
you know, we can service other labels in town just as much as we service big machines. So, you know, we have artists on the label such as Brett Young, but we also have artists on other labels in town such as like Maddie and Tay on Universal. So it's it's really great. I mean, we obviously have a great relationship with our, our label, but I'm able to still have wonderful relationships with managers and our promo, you know, all those different types of aspects at all the other labels in town, which really, I mean, it's great for me to have all those relationships, but it's great for my songwriters because, you know, it doesn't limit their, doesn't limit their reach. You know, if a song comes in, that's fantastic for Keith Urban, you know, then I'm going to go give it to Keith Urban. Yeah. Stop. I'm serious. I would move them if I could, but I literally don't have anywhere else to move them to. I'm so sorry. Take your time. Oh. Maybe she just wants to come say hi. Maybe maybe we'll just do a puppy in. Hi. You want to say hello? Say oh, hi, hi, Louise. Say hello. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're, if Big Machine in general, I think, is a, is a great example of how a record label you know, should work. We really service our, our, our artists and our writers to the best of our capabilities. And it's really about the art. So I love Big Machine a lot. We, we, we do really good work over there and I'm, I'm proud of the team. It sounds, like the writers. Writers. it sounds like an ideal place to be as a songwriter. It sounds like there's a lot of heart and I think that's a key and a great publisher. Um, what does a typical day look like for you? You know, how many songs are you listening to and how many uh, writers are you responsible for? So um, our roster kind of floats, um, fluctuates between about 18 to 20 writers at a time. Um, and I would say that right now we're probably at about 18. Um, and a lot of those are artist uh, writers. Um, you know, we, we get a, a lot of artists from the label, but as well as, you know, we're always out searching for, yeah. you know, the next big thing for sure. Um, I like I just signed a girl that just got signed to the label as well. Her name is Lacey K. Booth. So what what is interesting about Big Machine though is um, you will have you do have like a point person. Like I do, I am responsible for some people um, specifically. But what I love about my team is we're small. Um, there's four of us literally on the creative side, and. So with that, because we're so small, we kind of have to share everything. Like everybody has every single person's calendar um, because we're all running so fast to cover so much ground that it would be silly for us to kind of silo our writers into each person. It's way better for all parties involved if everybody is involved with every single person because you never know what's going to come up in a meeting. You never know what's going to come up in, you know, in a, in a song pitch, you know, um, I work, my counterpart is Alex Heddle. He's the other plugger. And, you know, it, I, I, for the girl that I just signed, Lacey K. Booth, it would be silly for him not to have her calendar or, you know, know anything about her or anything like that. Because what if he went into a pitch and her name came up and, you know, he needs to be just as informed in my opinion, as, um, as I do about the entire roster. So we're a little bit different than other companies in that respect. Um, I think that it ends up working out for the better. Yeah. So, you know, there's just more opportunity, more conversation, more flow, you know, the whole, the whole time that you're a writer at our company. 
Well, that actually leads me into my next question, which is about artists versus writers. You know, it, when you're looking for a prospective writer, is it more attractive, less attractive if they're an artist or does it just depend? Oh, totally just depends. I mean, it just depends on, um, you know, what's your end goal? Yeah. You know, what's what if, if you want to be an artist, tell me up front, yeah. you know, oh, and and it's OK if you're in it for the long haul of it. You know, like if you're if you're an artist, but, you know, you're really focused in on, on the writing aspect first, you know, like if, if the if the artist thing happens, you know, that's great. But I really want, you know, to make my name as a songwriter first. That is totally fine. Whatever your vision is, yeah. if I if I love your talent. I'm going to support whatever that dream is. You know what I mean? Um, I'm always looking at artists. Like my roster is always open for artists. Um, But I, I mean, I think I work with not just the best songwriters in country music. I think I work with some of the best songwriters in the world Uh, because again, we sign off of their raw talent. I don't sign off of how many cuts you've had. I don't sign off of, you know, who you're writing with or whatever. I, I literally will just listen to your, your comp and be like, this is a class work. And, you know, the, this type of music is transcendent and that's the kind of stuff that I look for. Yeah. Um, well, it doesn't really matter. It just depends on what your end goal is. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean to cut you off. It just, it sounds like it's a gut thing, you know, like when you know you yeah. like something, you know, you like it. Absolutely. Yeah. I love your heart. I love your passion. You get excited when you talk about these songwriters and these artists that you work with. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, listen, like we're so blessed to work in this industry and, you know, I I feel like some days, you know, you can get into the grind of it all and you can, um, you can lose sight of it. But I mean, we get to work with artists and musicians and, and, and I get to listen to songs for a living. Like, are you kidding me? There, there, there's nothing to not get excited about, you know? It's, it's also something that I've wanted for so long. So I always knew I wanted to work in music. I didn't really realize what that job was until I got down here, right? But I always knew I wanted to work in music. So doing what I love, it, it'll put a smile on anybody's face, you know? Amen. Okay, so talking about new artists and new songwriters, um, yeah. how what is your preferred method of people getting in touch with you? You know, I'm sure you get cold emails. I'm sure you've been meeting people on Clubhouse, which actually, guys, that's how I met Michelle and I stalked her. I heard her speak on Clubhouse and I was like, hey. Um, but, you know, I'm sure that managers and PROs are always sending people your way too. Do you have a preferred method? Yeah, I do. My, my preferred method is definitely actually from my songwriters. Okay. So I, there's nothing better than, you know, um, pre-COVID times, right? Like me going into the office and I'm working away. And then one of my songwriters runs into my office and it's just like, oh my God, I went to the listening room last night and I met this girl guy. Like, have you heard of so-and-so? Yeah. Like they blew me away, blah, blah, blah. Like we're, we're, I booked a right. Is that cool? Like, you know, this whole thing. That is my favorite way, yeah. you know, or if I get a song in and I don't recognize a name and I love it. And I'm like, Hey, Jesse Joe, like, who is, who's this guy? Like, you know, that is honestly my favorite way because you, you start off already having the respect of my songwriters, you know, if they're already talking about you and, you know, wanting to write with you and that whole thing, like that means something, you know, already because, you know, my, my songwriters are as much on the pulse or try to be as much on the pulse as I am, you know? about like what's fresh and what's new, you know, who's good, blah, blah. So 
I, that's probably my preferred method. I, I've gotten just having a champion kind of reach out for you, I think is always the, <laughs> the best way to go. And here, here's why, I mean, it, you know, if you're bold enough to send a cold email, like go for it. It's just, you got to think about what we're doing all day, every day for our own writers that are already like signed to us. You know, we're listening to, to their music. You know, I've got 18 songwriters, you know, like I'm listening to so much music all day. And so for me to take the time to listen to, a, to this person who I don't know's cold email, like just realistically time-wise, it's hard to, to get to that email. It's hard to go there because I'm already having to do so many things throughout the day to service my own songwriters. You know what I mean? So, you know, if Leslie Roberts at BMI, who I'm, you know, constantly talking to about this thing, that thing, whatever, you know, says like, Hey, by the way, I also have this. I'm more than likely going to open up just realistically. I'm more than likely going to open up her email before I get to, you know, my, other inbox yeah. so well, it's so hard to champion yourself you know you you run the risk yeah. of sounding arrogant but it just comes off better from a third party saying hey you got yeah. this person so yeah absolutely makes sense yeah, and I think you find those champions like you know on, on um on on you can find them on a clubhouse or you can download that new app that Robert uh was working on that we should write sometime yeah. and Great. You know, you, you form a group, you form a tribe, if you will, you know, of your fellow songwriters who, you know, like you and want to keep writing with you. And then eventually you start meeting PRO people and you keep going to Red Door. You're going to meet a publisher too. you know, like this is just, you just kind of form your tribe, you know, and, and you form the people that, that support you and love you. And those are going to be who travel with you throughout your career and get you where you need to go because again back to the community side of Nashville we work in such in in such a way in this town that is so special and it's so based on community and and you know not everybody does that so you know back to that like find your community and they're going to be the people that lift you up so that you know eventually if you're an aspiring songwriter somebody like me is going to be like oh yeah I know I know you I know yeah. you could like, you know. I think most people that end up signing deals after a couple of years, it's because, you know, you've heard their name a few times already. You've heard of them. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, things are more difficult right now. We can't go to Red Door or a lot of us aren't going to Red Door quite yet. Um, yeah. I've heard that there's a Red Door room on Clubhouse. So you, if you guys aren't on Clubhouse, I highly encourage you to do so because. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably safer than the regular Red Door. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, some good times y'all um okay so this is a very general question so um a lot most of our followers are aspiring songwriters or artists or, or industry folks like you um what is the what does a publishing deal look like i know it's different for every person but can you give us just a general overview of like what comes with a publishing deal man that that is such a broad question and i hate to say that it is so um it's so situational but it is i mean not one deal looks the same okay. you know that's good to um know. yeah not one and it doesn't have to um i mean there are you know just general you know you can have different types of of publishing deals as far as like you know you can have a um 
uh, an MDRC or you could, you could do a, um, a draw. It, it, it just all depends on what type of, okay, let me back. You, it also depends on what type of, of writer you are, you know, um, and where you are. A lot of the deals out in LA for producers look completely different than regular songwriting deals in Nashville. If you're just like, you know, Joe with his guitar, you know what I mean? Right. Um, if you're, I will say this, if you're a, if you're getting your first deal in publishing, it's probably not a crud ton of money. Yeah. Um, but if you come in um, with a lot of songs, you know, from people that, you know, you've been writing with in town, um, you know, your schedule A can be negotiable as to, you know, what, if you're going to get some co-pub on it, or if you're going to not have co-pub, or if you're just going to get um, paid out for it, or, you know, meaning like if, if they're just going to buy it from you. Um, so it just, man, it, it all depends. It really, really does. And I hate, I hate to give that answer, but it depends on where you are in your career, where you are geographically and what your skill set is. So that makes sense. Okay. So for an inside look, how involved are you in the signing of a writer? I mean, does it kind of just get handed over to lawyers or are you involved the whole time? I mean, I will be involved as much as I should be involved. Um, and I say should, because at a certain point, creatives need to focus on being creatives. Yeah. Right. Um, I am not so much of a control freak that I've got to like, you know, like, okay, where are we at today? Like, I need to know, you know, um, because I think that that is almost, I don't, I don't want it to sound harsh, but it's almost a waste of my time, you know, because that is what you're paying lawyers to do. Right. And I think that the person who I'm signing or even my other songwriters, you know, would rather me be out pitching songs then on the phone, you know, with my boss and the lawyer figuring out where we are, blah, 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 um, that kind of thing. So, you know, I gen generally bring them in. I will be involved up to a certain point in the process. Um, you know, I will find out the bare bones of what you need. You know, do you need 50K a year? Do you need 100K a year? Do you need co-pub or are you willing to you know, give it away. Are we, are we talking about a schedule A that you're bringing in or are we not? Like I will, I'll be involved up to those points and I will get the bare bones of what the deal should generally look like. And then I go, okay, like, you know, like uh, lawyers do your thing, you know? Um, and honestly, like my, my boss, Mike Molinar, who is the GM of our company, you know, Bless him, he still finds time to do some creative, which is fantastic. But, you know, him being the general manager of our company now, like that is the majority of his job, you know, is to, you know, secure the deals and, you know, keep talking to the lawyers. We also have an internal lawyer at Big Machine, you know, he's talking to him on a daily basis about not just songwriter deals. I mean, you, you name it, you know, it has to go through legal, you know. So that is a, a, a big component to his job and he would rather me get it to a certain point and then be like all right tag out you know go go pitch songs you know yeah. and honestly that's that's good for me because 
again, I'm a creative and I would much rather, you know, be listening to a song and thinking of an idea for a song or something like that than, you know, in the nitty gritty on the phone with lawyers. And that's no offense to lawyers. I actually love a few of them in town. So <laughs> well, you know what? Everyone has their job and their responsibilities. So I love that. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. I appreciate the inside look because I know a lot of our followers are probably getting to that stage and they're dying to know what does the whole process look like? So that was really fun uh, trip to see. Um, yeah. Okay, let's talk about demos. So um, I'm sure your writers, if they send you a guitar vocal, you already know them, you know their talent, that might be good enough um, for you to get uh -huh. the idea let's say it's a new writer that somebody refers you to, does it need to be a fully produced demo? No, no, it, it doesn't. Um, I, I, I love listening to like work tapes. Um, and it doesn't ever, ever bother me. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, sometimes it's preferred, especially if it's like, is this worth demoing, you know? And I'm just like, oh, well, actually, I, wait, I would fix the second verse, you know, don't spend your money on it yet um kind of thing so I, I I do I like getting work tapes a lot um especially like if you're if you're an artist and it's just like you and a guitar and like I'm totally fine seeing your vision if, especially like if you're a commercial country artist and and you you know you you want to get on the radio so if you want to send me some of your produced out stuff so I can hear like the direction of where you want to go that's great but at the same time like I want to see how you are as a writer too and sometimes just you and a guitar you know, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. So. Well, you know what? It sounds like maybe a little bit of both. So let's say that you met someone at listening room and you said, yeah, shoot me an email with some songs. How many songs are you looking for? Three, five? What's too many? What's too little? I would say five. Five is probably a good number. I think three, three, I might ask for more if I really, but it, listen, if you, if you are, send what you're confident in. Yeah. You know, if it's, if it's just three, that's fine. I'd rather have less than more. So don't overwhelm you that, you know, yeah. you've got a lot of other songs to listen to every day. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have less than more, less. If I like those three, yeah. I ask for more, you know what I mean? Now, if you send me 10 and I get to number eight and I'm like, well, that's not good. You know what I mean? Like the rest were fine. Then like, you know, eight, nine, 10 are like, Meh. it's like, don't, don't show me those. You know, you don't have to keep it a secret. Not every song is great and that's totally fine, but just like, you don't have to go there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate your honesty. Uh, we don't want to overwhelm people that we got an invitation to, you know, right. send emails to. Right. Um, okay. Do you have a favorite song? Just like a random question. Do you have a favorite song or favorite artist? Yeah. House of Built Me, Miranda Lambert. No question. That's a perfect answer. <laughs> just, it's like a perfect song I love it it's the perfect song in my opinion I can't listen to it without getting super emotional um, I mean every time I mean how many times have we all heard that song and let yeah I could get emotional like just thinking about it like it's just one of those songs and I think that for for me it strikes a chord because I had a very 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 strong connection to my childhood home like and everything about that song I can relate to like and I think Miranda was the perfect artist for that song as well I love songs that find the perfect home you know um there's something very raw and real about Miranda's vocal um it's it's not the most polished vocal in the world 
and there's something very raw about those lyrics as well and I just think it was a perfect marriage yeah I also love the story behind that song like I mean they they rewrote that thing so many times you know and um it had been around forever and so I I love the story behind a song as much so that's I, I it's my favorite song it will forever be my favorite song and it's I feel like a lot of people have a hard time answering that question. And for me, it is so easy. <laughs> I love that. You know, oh God, quarantine brain. I was going to ask you something and I completely forgot. I'll edit that out. Sorry. <laughs> oh God. No, you have to edit out. The, like, I felt so bad when you asked me like, what's a roundabout publishing deal look like? Like edit that entire thing out because it is so, like, I'm not trying to like go back. It is so hard to like put that into perspective for, cause I know that the majority of your songwriters are like, or people that are listening here are like young. But I felt bad cause I was like, I really don't know how to answer this. Like <laughs> so situational. Like I just don't know. That's a tough question. I'm sorry, but you didn't. We love editing. We love editing. I'll be, I'll be editing until I die. It's fine. It's great. <laughs> great. Um, okay. Couple, couple more questions for you. Um, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Can you think of, or something that you kind of live by every day? Well, I have a song lyric tattooed on my foot and it's called don't, or it's, it says, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. And cause I'm a huge Fleetwood Mac fan. Uh, believe it or not, I knew who Fleetwood Mac was before TikTok. I know, shocking, right? <laughs> me too, um, for the record, me too. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I, that's kind of something that I live by. Like, I love, it, it kind of goes to my job too. You know, like in publishing, what you do, what you do today, you probably won't see results from yeah. for a year you know? Yeah. So you kind of are always looking ahead in my job. And uh, this isn't like so much of like a, like, oh my God, you got to stress out. I'm like, don't, you know, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Like, uh, it's not really that. It's more just like what you do today affects, you know, what you do a year from now affects what happens two years from now, like that kind of thing. And like, just, making good choices and and planning out, you know, a creative vision, you know, like having a vision for yourself and executing upon that vision, whether you're an artist or a songwriter or a music business, you know, executive, like if once you have a vision of what you want to do, go and execute, you know, Um, because you're not going to see it today. You're not going to see results today, but maybe tomorrow. maybe the next day, maybe a year from now. So I love that. And I love that it's tattooed on your foot. That's a great reminder every day. Um, I've been sitting down with a lot of people, industry songwriters, and a lot of people think that quote unquote, like real country music, which just means more twang and less tracks are kind of coming back. Do you feel like that at all? I think that there's always going to be a place for both. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and I think that that honestly is, it goes to like the artists that are going to keep getting signed. Like, I don't, I, you know, I don't expect somebody like, um, there's this great 
new act on um, Warner. His name is Randall King and yes. he's from Texas. I, I don't expect him to be the type of guy who, you know, grew up and is loving, you know, tracks. I just, I, and he, he could, he could surprise me and do that. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me, but I'm just saying like, uh, you know, he is not somebody who I would initially, you know, go that route for in my brain. And I, I think that that's, that's great. Like he is more into the traditional um, elements of country music and that's fine. And we're going to put him on the radio. You know what I mean? Like, that's great. But then, you know, somebody who has the background of like a Kane Brown or um, uh, a new guy on, on, on big machine, um, Connor Smith or Sam Hunt. Like if you look at their background of, you know, how they were raised and what they were listening to and, you know, that kind of thing, it makes sense for them to have these modern, you know, pop urban influences. And I think that that's fantastic, you know? Apples and oranges, really. I think it really I is. Both. I really do love both. I love both. I think there, I think that there is a place for both styles, especially like when you're listening to the radio, I think there is a place for both. I think that the more traditional leaning, you know, Randall Kings of the world will always have a place on country radio, but as, but as, um, genre lines start to blur more and more and more because of how people are finding music and listening to music digitally, you know, on, on DSP platforms. I think that you will start to hear more and more outside influences from urban, pop, Latin, like you will start to hear all those types of, of things on the radio on a country station because there's going to be more and more artists that are influenced by that music that are growing up with those types of different sounds. You know, the, this, the kid from Texas can listen to George Strait and listen to, you know, the new Miley Cyrus record, you know, and it, that would not be weird. That would not be weird. That would be, he went on a Spotify playlist and it was all there, you know what I mean? So I think that, that there is a place for both. I think that um, for a while there, we got a little obsessed with tracks, you know? Um, so it's, it's nice to hear a little bit of the more organic things, you know, float back through, but it's, it's a pendulum. It'll swing both ways, but there will always be room for both. I think so too. I think that was beautifully said. Um, okay, I wanna ask you, we just celebrated International Women's Day. Um, what does it mean to you to be a woman in this industry? man you gotta be fierce and you gotta be unapologetically yourself um whether you're an artist or a you know or a, a a publisher I think that you know just being genuine and and not feeling like you have to apologize for who you are you know and if you are bold and strong and opinionated then be bold and strong and opinionated that doesn't mean that you're a big b-word right you know? Uh, yeah, you know, and, and if you are, are, you know, more subtle and kind and caring, like be that, that doesn't make you weak. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very much a, um, a fan of accepting who you are and not, um, and this is goes all the way around, not necessarily even for women, um, you know, accepting who you are and really finding your strength and calling it a strength. 
and not flipping it on its head and being told that it's actually a weakness. Yeah. So, you know, if you're, if you're a woman in this industry, you might have to, you might have to speak a little louder, you know, to be heard sometimes, but, um, but that's okay. We'll just crank up the volume a little bit more. Oh man. What a soundbite we just got. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was great. Well, but Big Machine, you, you guys have a lot of females on your roster. So we do. Are, are you guys excited about, it, it does seem like maybe there's some more female artists coming to the forefront and writers. Yeah. I mean, we will, again, this goes back to a question that you asked me before. I will always sign somebody off of their talent, male or female, you know, um, I feel like some people look at our roster and they say exactly the same thing. They say, wow, you guys have a lot of females. And we're like, yeah. And they're badass, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll have, I'll have 50 badass females, you know, that can kick into the rosters, but you know, like I, I don't, I don't care. Um, and what's funny is you don't, you don't look at rosters that are all men and go, wow, that's a lot of guys, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I, I'm very excited for, um, the way, the new wave of country females in, in music. Um, you know, my, my big thing, I've just always wanted, you know, equal play. Yeah. I've wanted equal playlisting. I've wanted, um, just as much equality as, as possible. Yeah. And I think that slowly, but surely we're going to get to that, to that place. And I think it starts by people in positions like me just saying like, to hell with, oh, we already have two female artists on our roster. Yeah. So what? I got to applaud you. Yes. You are paving the way for, well, for people like me and, and a ton of other female artists in town that, you know, do have to speak a little louder, like you said. So thank yeah. you, people like you. Um, do you feel like when you have a roster with, with so many women, I mean, do you feel like, um, do I guess do any of them maybe feel like a sense of competitiveness because they're surrounded by other females and it does seem like there's only so many slots I mean maybe that's a weird question but no you know I I don't well I guess I would kind of be speaking for them a little bit but I don't I don't think that yeah. any of like the artists necessarily feel well they're all different there's, there's yeah all they're all they all are different and again like I mean all, all my females write together so yeah, I love that yeah like literally like Brandy Clark and Jesse Joe Dillon are like the best songwriting duo in my opinion of like all time um they Jesse Joe wrote pretty much you know half of Brandy's last record that's Grammy nominated you know um so all, all, all my girls they, they hang out at each other's houses you know they Laura, Laura and Jesse Joe have been friends for forever, you know, Lacey K. Booth and, and, and I grab dinner all the time. Like we're all just kind of a family. Yeah. And I know that that sounds like, so like we're a family, oh. but, <laughs> but we really are. And I think that if you harbor that creativity and just like, it, you don't promote competitiveness you'll be fine because I think at the core of, of females, we do want to lift each other up. Yeah. It's when outside sources come into play that things can get a little. Yeah. Iffy. I think, yeah. When you feel threatened, I think there's a natural yeah. sense of camaraderie. I love the way you phrased that. It's perfect. Um, okay. Two more questions for you. Yeah. 
it's been a, a really tough year for everybody, but, uh, you know, particularly artists and songwriters. And I saw a lot of people go home last year and I, I don't blame them in, in some ways. It's been tough. You want to be in your family. My question is, what would you say to a writer that's been in town and they didn't get a deal within the first two years? It's been a little bit harder, you know, maybe they've had meetings, they can't get something popping yet. Sometimes these things take time. What would you say to them? Would you have any words of wisdom to just hang in there and kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, I would say don't put a time limit in your head. So like, say your friend got signed in two years. Great for them. That was part of their path. That's also very quick, I will say. Two years, that's pretty quick. Yeah. But, you know, don't be like, oh my gosh, well, if I haven't, if I don't have a deal in the first five years, you know, then I'm doing something wrong. That's not, that's not the case. Um, Look at somebody like, one of my favorite females in country music right now, Haley Witters. Um, She was here for like 10 years, something crazy like that. Uh, Actually, yeah, 10 year town. She wrote 10 year town um, uh, with Brandy Clark. And I mean, she was here forever. And and just the baby, the the one person who who was supposed to notice hadn't noticed yet. And it didn't stop her. And she went and did her thing, never gave up. And look at her now. Like she's having a bunch of features with Little Big Town and she's over at Big Loud and she's got a great management team. And, you know, so all that to say, like, don't put a time limit in your head and just keep on your path. Keep with your vision. If you see a vision for yourself, go for it. Don't let anybody stop you because you'll always regret it, honestly. Yeah. Well, so just keep going. Yeah, I love it. Okay, one more question. Yeah. What is the most exciting moment that you've had that comes to mind? Something exciting that happened to one of your writers or for you? Something just that ignited something in you? Oh my gosh. Okay, most exciting. Most exciting. Most exciting. We've had a lot. This is hard. (laughs) Well, pick a couple if you don't mind. Uh, Okay, well... uh, uh, ooh, okay. Well, last year, bit being COVID and you know, 2020, crazy, crazy. Um, we actually had our biggest cut year at Big Machine, That's and and I I remember getting towards the end of the year, being like, oh my gosh, are we gonna are we gonna pass our record? Like, are we actually gonna do this? And I just remember having this this massive amount of excitement and massive amount of pride for my team because. I mean, when this whole thing hit, I mean, I'll put my, I was scared. I had no idea what was going to happen. I had no idea if the music industry was just going to be like, you know, peace out, you know? Um, so for us to walk away from it and have our biggest cut year, I was just like, Amazing. like mind blown. I was like, wow. You know, um, I think another huge one was when we found out that Justin Bieber was going to be on um, Jesse Joe Dillon's song, 10,000 Hours. Yes. Uh, that, was, that was a surprise to her, to us. Dan and Shay did a great job of keeping that under wraps and surprised Jesse Joe um, in LA with a pair of headphones that, that was like, hey, do you want to hear our song? 
uh, oh, by the way, there's a feature on it, put the headphones on. And then they were like, by the way, it's Justin Bieber. And it was just like, when, when, when finally, you know, Mike, my boss, you know, called us, told us, I mean, we were all just such a love fest of just like, how in the world, because the song had had already been written, they had no idea that that was ever going to happen, that kind of thing. So for it to be that big of a surprise, I've never been more happy for one of my songwriters than, than her in that moment, just because it, it was one of those fell from the sky type of situations. You've not planned, yeah. you know, never in a million years thought that something like that would happen. And um, it was on a worthy song and it was for worthy songwriters. And I, I've never been more excited for one of my writers. It was just insane. I have like, that was a good day. <laughs> I have like heart flutters just imagining it. That must have been so amazing. And you know what's great about the music industry too is like you're so excited for your writers, but it was such a big day for all of you because it's not one person that makes these things happen. It's a team. So that must have been such a wonderful moment. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a great moment. So um, yeah, I think that that that's probably those are like the two that I can just like think of off the top of my head. That's amazing. Well, that's actually a perfect place to end, except I forgot. There's a a question you just made me think of that I should have asked you. So one more question. Yeah, no, you're fine. You can ask away. How many songs do you think uh, get cut that the artist is not a writer on now? For our songwriters out there, you know, they recommend that you just be in the room with the artist nowadays for for cuts. So how many are outside? So, you know, last time I checked, which was at some point last at the end of last year, I think the chart was like 70, no, I, maybe it was 60, 40 in comparison to like out um, co-written songs to outside songs. Now, big, big machine, big machine's a little different. Like we, we get a lot of outside cuts. And again, I think that's a testament to our songwriters um, just because their talent is so high that you know, a lot of artists want to cut their songs, you know, outside songs. So I think that, um, like, I think our numbers are a little off with the rest of Music Row, but at the chart wise, I'm pretty sure at one point at the end of last year, it was about 60% were co-written to 40% were outsides. So, you know, try to just, what I would recommend in that type of scenario is if your calendar could be about 60% writing with artists and about 40%, you know, uh, writing with outsides, you know, writing for outside pitch, Um, then you're at least on target, you know? Um, I would not just always try to add an artist just to add an artist. I don't do that for my songwriters and I wouldn't suggest, you know, um, aspiring songwriters to do that either because you're, you're not going to, sometimes you got to like write what you feel right that day. And when you're with an artist, you're always going to try to want to write what they feel and what they're trying to express because they're the artist. So sometimes you got to just get stuff out. And so I would say just like check the chart. It's probably a little bit different now. I haven't, haven't really done that whole deep dive since the beginning of the year, but um, you know, just try to try to balance it you know, in correlation to what the charts are saying. But that's perfect. I mean, just balance. It's great. But best song, I will say best song will always win, you know? Um, So keep that in mind too. You know, if for whatever reason you 
aren't clicking with this particular artist, like you probably have a song for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, best song always wins. Yeah. Well, I, I actually think that's a great place to end. I think you've answered so many wonderful questions that we all have and you're so insightful and you're so passionate. And I think everyone is going to really love Big Machine Music more than they did when we started this. So I thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for uh, having me and for allowing my little nugget <laughs> to thank join you. for the leader. Oh, is he asleep? Oh, she is dead asleep yeah finally settled finally settled this so. is going to be our most popular interview because there's puppies <laughs> right. i love it i Great love it thanks so much michelle be safe and we'll see you soon absolutely stay safe out there i'll talk to you later bye bye What y'all trying to do? What y'all trying to do?